0: Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly life transitions podcast where we share the stories and experiences of professionals that help families create a new path for themselves. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about transitioning your life through relationship separation, starting a new career, having babies and many other life transitions. Find out more at mycleanbreak.ca. Here are your hosts, Darren and Tina.
1: Hello and welcome to Clean Break, the podcast. I am your host this morning, Tina Murray. And uh, I have my co-host, Darren Javog, and you are in the hot seat today. So welcome to the show. But before we go uh, on to talking about what we want to talk about with you today, uh, I wanted to just let you know that I have actually sponsored this morning Okay. A show and I am Tina Murray with Dominion Lending Centers and I've got a mortgage for that so that is my tagline um, and yeah so if you're in the need for a mortgage consult purchase refi anything like that with rising interest rates it's a bit scary for some people so happy to help you out if you need to reach me I'm Tina at I've got a mortgage for like so, that Yeah. I like
2: that yeah, yeah I like that yeah I like yeah. It's funny. It, Your colors are kind of similar, too. To the yeah, to clean, clean Break. break. I yeah. Like that. Yeah.
1: that. Thanks. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. That was a little awkward. Why? Because, you know, I've never done the intro before and uh. I've never introduced <laughs> myself and like, you know, sponsoring the show. It yeah. was a little awkward. Out of the
2: comfort zone.
1: It was a little out of the well, comfort zone. Well, you're sitting zone. up a little
2: more straight right now. No, I'm, I'm
1: trying. <laughs> So so anyway, so Darren, I mean, you've been, we've done this role before where I'm hosting and interviewing you, but it's always usually been about something very specific with your financial planning, certified divorce analyst. But today, I don't know whether people know this or not, but you wrote a book.
2: I did. I did. It's exciting. I wrote it. uh, It it took about two or three years to do, but uh, yeah, 2022, we launched the book and released it in march of 2022 which is absolutely amazing very yeah. exciting yeah. yeah
1: so i'm gonna just put it up here and i know that uh denick is gonna bring it up on the screen at some point but <laughs> the book is called done with this your practical guide to separation and divorce in canada and so it says plan build your plan organize your life and move on so yeah, yeah. this is awesome you i i can't believe you wrote a book when you I- <laughs> <laughs> when you told me you were writing a book, I'm like, of course you are, Darren. <laughs> why with <would> you? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in your pockets and oodles of spare time, let's write a book. <laughs> so um, let's talk a little bit about what the book is about mm-hmm. and then maybe some of your motivation around why you wrote it. Sure,
2: so. absolutely. I know uh, the first thing was uh, like just the title. I We struggled with a little <laughs> yeah. bit with the title because we wanted something that resonated. Yeah. And, and, but it was, you know, uh, but it was interesting because it was, I almost felt like it was a little bit like too much, like done with this. Like it sounds very aggressive, but then, you know, the more and more we dug into titles, um, it really, you know, like that's, that was the main, uh, the main vibe we were getting from people who wanted the advice was, okay, I'm done with this. I need, I need to move on. Right. So that title, I'm like, let's just stick with that title because it just, it just, appeals to everyone who's trying to, you know, go through the situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it is, it is obviously about divorce and separation, which is the funny thing is we've talked about this a hundred times is how you and I are both married for many, many years to to our spouses, our respective spouses. (laughs) (laughs) And yet here, you know, here you are writing a book about separation and divorce. Yeah. What, what prompted you to do that? I mean, obviously clean break and it's original sort of divorce net, um, Roots mm-hmm. probably is what sort of prompted it, but tell us a little bit about what why you felt it was necessary to write the book.
2: That's a great great question. Um, well, you know, the the whole start of divorce net before clean break, right? Mm-hmm. Was was really where everything started. We you know we we were cultivating relationships. You and I uh, with with brilliant people, brilliant mm-hmm. people, people with so much knowledge mm-hmm. about. Separation, divorce, about uh, you know uh, discussing topics about mortgages, uh, uh, around therapy. It was just incredible. I, I mm-hmm. like every time we would do a show on Clean Break, I would walk away thinking to myself, I never knew this, that, the other thing. Even yeah. if it was the smallest thing, there yeah. was something I pulled from it that I was yeah. like, I didn't know that. Right. And and after you know four years, uh, at the time it was three years. But after three years of doing this and we we started, you know, getting up closer to the hundred episode mark, I started reflecting back on the stuff that we'd done and and listening to it, like going back and re-listening to things. And I thought to myself, God, it's it's such a shame that this content isn't somewhere, you know, uh, in one place. Right. Right? Yeah. And I thought, okay, so, you know, we're all busy, right? How do I, how, how can I help? people uh, you know focus their attention because you know people going through so- separation divorce attention their attention is probably mm-hmm. one of the hardest things to get mm-hmm. right yeah. so i thought okay if we can make it very pointed very specific and and get to the get to the nucleus of what they need to know don't yeah. don't try to tell them everything but just the baseline of if you can just read yeah. and focus yourself on these small things you're going to have a, a, a thousand percent better outcome potentially if you can just focus for a little bit of time. Right. right? Yeah. So I guess that's where it kind of came from, because I, I just felt it would be such a shame if we put all this information out there. Yeah. And then eventually it disappears. Yeah. Because no one and I did spend I, I spent quite a bit of time researching before we before we started writing the book and I was looking for something comparable. I said I don't want to reinvent the wheel here. Sure. You know, yeah. if someone's done it and they've done it better, yeah. then hey, Bob's your uncle. Right. You know, I'll let's promote that. De- get that exactly. person on the show. Yeah. The more research I did and I did a lot of it, like months of research took looking for books and reading books about it and there was just nothing that compared to it because I would read a book and I uh, about separation divorce and I'd say oh this is very much slanted to Therapy, or or the emotions of the transition, Mm -hmm. and then other ones I would read on specifically the law, right? And I I thought okay, love it, very educational.
1: Someone like you falling asleep,
2: you know, like I was like, oh my god, I don't need to know this depth, you know, because I'm not a lawyer,
1: right, right.
2: So then I said, okay, you know, let's go outside of that boundary. There's got to be
1: a middle ground. Yeah,
2: a middle ground between there. So I thought, okay, let let me let's see if there's something about financial planning as it as it pertains to separation and divorce. So I looked for that and couldn't find anything. I re, re, there was a few but they were very much about the other side of divorce. You're on the other side now, it's uh, done. Okay. You're done now. Yes. So how do you rebuild your life? Right. So I looked at that. I thought that does all of these these books didn't answer the fundamental question was how do you get through the process yep. and make sure that every single checkbox is checked off yep. on your list? Yeah. So so that you so that you know that you've covered everything because right. I I found most people their biggest fear was not knowing what they don't know.
1: Right. Well, and sometimes when you start learning things, you realize you lo- you know less than you thought you knew.
2: Oh, absolutely. Because you're getting your advice from like relatives well, and friends. Well, and
1: that's what right? exactly what I was just going to say, right? Because so many times people in, in my industry and your industry, let alone the divorce sort of process, um, you know, well, somebody told me this and it's like, yeah, okay, but that their situation is different. No two situations are alike.
2: Absolutely. Right. In, In,
1: in anything. And so, um, so yes, we've learned over the last four plus years, particularly with doing clean break is that, um, Wow. I completely just had a blank.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think I caught you on that too. I was like, here we go. Oh, okay.
1: It's gone. So, no. <laughs> anyway, but no. Like, what we've learned is that so many people get their advice from
2: Bob. You know, the, my the, my the gr- my mom.
1: You know, so you know? I had a friend going through a separation, and you know, and her and her mom was like. Well, you should do this and you should do that. And, and their mom's been married for 50 years, you know? <laughs> and it's like, I don't know how you're going to help her because you don't know. You know what I well, mean? she heard
2: from a friend of a friend who was getting an divorce that this happened.
1: she's only yeah. looking after her daughter's best yep. interest, what she oh, yes. believes to be her daughter's best interest, right? Yep. And, you know, and, and it comes from a well-meaning place. Oh, yeah. But... Not necessarily a place of uh, actual knowledge, right? So this book is filled with that kind of stuff. Where did, who, so let's talk a little bit about the chapter. So I want to say we've got a chapter on mental and emotional well-being, working with a CDFA, which you are. Talk to your accountant, lawyers and mediation, real estate, mortgages, estate planning, trades and insurance, physical health and fitness, personal and emotional goals. So who are your resources in this (laughs) book? Like, I mean, I know the answer, but let's tell our audience. Yeah. So
2: that's the interesting thing. And, and, you know, you mentioned where, like, time. Where did you find the time and, how, like, how, like it must be an, a daunting task to do this. Mm-hmm. It was actually quite easy. Hmm. Be, and the reason is is because I just leaned on everybody else in the book. Right. Right. I, I said, you know, I don't have to be everything to everyone i just need to know how to cultivate all the information and put it together in one place right right yeah what we and and it was interesting because as we were going through the chapters what was the content that was going to be in there yeah we said okay you know the one of the challenges was how do you organize it where do you start yeah you know what is the starting line that we're going to going to begin with yeah and one thing was an overall what was overwhelming to us or or right from the very start was um you have to get your emotions in check, first of all. Mm. You, can't, you can't make logical decisions mm-hmm. about, about um, um, how, how, like childcare, about uh, yeah. remortgaging your house, about retirement planning, about debt elimination, uh, any of that. So you can't make a logical choice or, 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 or decision yep. before your emotions are checked because yep. your emotions are literally pulling you. Uh, away they're pulling your attention mm-hmm. away from 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 sitting down and making a smart choice yeah right Yep. and and I always say uh, emotions are always driven by the fact that you don't know what you don't know yeah and that's one thing I've learned from being uh, in the role as a certified divorce financial analyst and working with couples who are separating is that 90% of the time they don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. They're in a corner, and the first thing they lean on, they, they go to is fear. They go to fear and protection. Yep. So they got the guns out, yep. they're in the corner, and they're blasting anything that comes near them. Yep. That is not a logical decision to make. Right. It's an emotional one, because yep. you're trying to protect. Right. So when we were writing the book, I said, OK, got to start with emotions. We have to start right from the the, mm-hmm. the, the beginning. Mm-hmm. With you got to get yourself lined up properly. Yeah, like mentally, right? Yeah. And you know, uh, so in our first chapter, we had some. Uh, I, I I don't. It, I believe it was Na, Natalie Carrier yeah. was in there. Yep, yeah, Natalie Carrier. Uh, and we had Shulamit. Yeah, Shulamit was great because uh, she speaks. She speaks common language to people yeah. about yeah. how to control your emotions, yeah. how to. Uh, she always likes to say, "Don't flip your lid." Like yeah. there's like there's a boiling that, point where you flip your lid.
1: Well, doesn't she do that? Uh, that description. <laughs> she does this. And, she, like, <laughs> and I remember you using that one time about how you know you're you're going along, going along, going along, and then you just poof. flip right? your lid. Yeah, yeah flip yeah. your lid.
2: And and what I thought was was great about Shula's part in the book was. Yeah. She discussed how to recenter yourself, how mm. to um use small moments in your day, yeah. to re-energize yourself right. recenter yourself, yeah, calm your emotions, yeah. right and then so it's almost like therapy like not Absolute. a little bit of therapy, but sorry it's almost like um what do we uh, call it when you um trying to think See, now i'm meditation gonna, meditation yeah that's yeah it. it's almost like a small meditation sure. through your day yeah where you refocus yourself so i thought that chapter was brilliant mm-hmm. because it it allowed a starting point for people to think where where do i where, where do i begin yeah you know yeah. Uh, then once that's all lined up you can get to the to the next thing yeah right so yep. so
1: cdfa oh that's you that's you working with you darren <laughs> or someone like you. someone like me yeah, yeah
2: someone like me. Um, and so I just, in that chapter, I wanted to talk, talk a little bit about the role of the CDFA because I think it's still a role in Canada that most people don't know about.
1: No, I would agree.
2: Uh, you know, even yeah. I didn't know about it. I was in financial planning for years before I got involved as a CDFA. And I thought, okay, well, what's the difference between this and maybe an accountant or a lawyer? Like, why would somebody want to use someone like this? Mm-hmm. And I think the overwhelming um, reasoning is, is that, Financial planners know how to plan with investments, insurance, and get and help you attain a goal, mm-hmm. right? Typically, that goal is you know eliminate your debts, pay down pay down your mortgage, and buy a house. Uh, you know, raise a family, get to retirement, have a good retirement, and have enough cash to get you through to the end of your days. Right? Yep. That's that's like in a nutshell. That's what a financial planner does. Yeah, but. In my role, I never, like as a planner, I never had to sit back and think, okay, well now you've got two people who are separating. And when they separate, everything is being divided. Yep. And the assets that are being divided are not treated the same because some are taxed a certain way and some are not. Yeah. So now as people are doing these trades with yeah. their lawyers, yeah. they have no idea of the consequences of the choices that they're making. Right. So I was like, oh, that's a really good point. So I wonder if there's a, a way to learn about this and obviously the CDFA designation came up on my radar yeah so I did that that course and I finished it and I realized so much that I didn't know which is it's a blend of the legal side the accounting side the financial planning side and they put them all together to say okay now here is how you advise someone on a finance on financial issues that arise with separation and divorce yep. in canada yeah you know right so um so in my chapter i just basically kind of like in a nutshell tell people why is it important to deal with somebody yeah let in that role uh and try to engage with them at the beginning right because I find you know where the, the where people stumble is they 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 get to the end of the process exactly and then they go oh am i is this the best deal for me? Yeah. Maybe I should consult somebody, and they go look, and then they find a CDFA, and then they bring the CDFA, and they say, "Here's my separation plan that I haven't signed yet. Yeah. Can you tell me if it's a good deal for me? Right. It's like you're coming in at the end of the race, and the yeah. car's already doing 200 miles an hour, and it's right in front of the finish line, and you're saying, "Hey, can you tell me if 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 this is the best choice? Right. It's so hard, right? Yeah. So I always say to people, you know, especially in that chapter, I said. Engage with them at the beginning. Mm-hmm. They're normally fee for service, which means an hourly rate, like an accountant or a lawyer. And you can bring them in, and they, their role can be everything from a complete analysis, you know, of the of of the situation yeah. and the equalization of family assets, that they would then pass to their lawyer. Or it can be, you know, I just want to ask some questions, right? How things should be divided. Yeah. And they can ask those questions, feel comfortable about their choices. And then say, look, when I get close to the end, can I bring you the separation agreement and you can analyze it for me? Because in that way, the, the CDFA feels like, okay, they're engaging me and I don't feel the pressure of yeah. having to to get all the answers before the person signs the agreement,
1: right? right? right. So that's,
2: that's that in a crux, that's what that chapter yeah. was
1: about. And that's important, I think, because so many people kind of go things uh, uh, about things a little backwards, right? We've known that historically yeah. over the last few years. We've realized people Go to their lawyer first, <laughs> yes. yep. and then they may be engaged. No, absolutely yep. not. They're they're yep. needed and necessary 90% of the time, 95, yep. 98, 99% of the time in a divorce. Yep. But at the end of the day, not always the first choice or best choice. Yep. So, and not to say that you can't sort of do all these things, you know, at the same time. Yeah, but in the there needs to be a process. There needs to be a process, and the
2: other the other benefit of a CDFA is they'll help you get organized. Yeah, absolutely. So so ninety percent of the questions financially that a lawyer is going to ask you, yeah,
1: you're going to have the the
2: CDFA can help you like organize those things so that your time is well spent with the lawyers and the other practitioners. Right, um, and you're not wasting anyone's time and. You know, I, we have a friend of ours, Jim uh, Jeffcott, that always, as a lawyer, he always says, I'm a very expensive therapist, and mm-hmm. I'm not very good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's the same thing it's when it comes true. to the financial part, right? Yeah, Is that absolutely. he's not a financial planner yeah. either, and he says that.
1: So. Yeah. yeah. So accountant. What's yeah. the role of an accountant? They're chapter three.
2: Yeah. yeah I still so, would
1: have thought they, I would have thought they might have been below the lawyer's and I guess it could be a little uh, bit.
2: They they could be interchangeable. Yeah. Um, I think I think the accountant's role is really just making sure that things are lined up with CRA because people again, they don't know what they don't know, but they yeah. have to notify CRA within 90 days of a separation. Yeah. You have to be separate and apart. You ha- there's so many little nuances about about Revenue Canada that you have to make sure that you're doing correctly because if you mm-hmm. don't, it can come back and bite you. You can't be taking credits you're not entitled to. Mm-hmm. And, and CRA can come back and whack you if you are.
3: Okay. You don't yeah, want to, yeah. you know. So the, yeah.
2: so again, uh, I find accountants do fill the role of two things. One is, uh, actually they fill the role in three different ways. Um, there's Kathy Shepard right there. She's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they fill the role in three ways. One, they help you get organized and understand how separating your taxes and your income is now going to impact you as a family unit okay. by yeah. yourself. Yeah. Uh, then they help you get let CRA notify notify CRA and stuff like that CRA yeah about that side but then as well they also do a little bit of forensics they're kind of like investigators to a certain degree because they say okay good they know your next step is going to be the lawyer so the accountants can sit back and say okay let's look at where all the income's coming from if someone's self-employed how are they earning their income Hmm. Hmm. So, has the business been evaluated? Does it, have a fi- does it have financial documents? Is there money inside the corporation that hasn't been paid out yet?
3: Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Is
2: that an asset that should be divided? Right. Right? Yeah. So, accountants are kind of like, um, they're kind of like Sherlock Holmes' almost, you know, like investigators, because yeah. they okay. can look at, okay, who's got income? Yeah. And maybe one partner has no idea how their other spouse earns income. Right. But the accountant can tell them. Right. And then when those documents are then brought to the lawyer, they can say, "Okay, now when you're trying to get spousal support and child support, yeah. how is that determined?" Well, let's go back to the accountants and see how the incomes Got are it. brought in, right. right? Yeah. So, okay. As soon as people see that, the light bulb goes off. Yeah, yeah, right? for
1: sure. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, lawyers yeah. and mediation. Yeah. That's th- we've talked a lot about that on yeah, the, yeah. In, on Clean Break and uh, so how do you how did you put it into one little chapter? Yeah. <laughs>
2: That, yeah, that was just, that was like a fortune cookie compared to like the actual amount of information that needs to be there. Yeah. Um, I think we, I think what we did is we tried to focus on some of the main, uh, the main topics that come up, which Mm -hmm. is spousal support, child support, how are those calculated, um, uh, equalization of family assets, you know, if Mm -hmm. someone's got a pension, you know, Mm -hmm. what is one partner entitled to? Because uh, there's
1: a lot of law around.
2: Law. Lots of law in yeah. Right. There's a lot of law, but we tried not to legal legalize it too yeah. much, right? Okay, we yeah. wanted to say, let's talk a little bit more about stories. Here's here's uh, Pam and John. You know, here's their story. Yeah. And, and and we so we told a bunch of stories. And how does the how does the law look at their situation? Right. As far as you know, um, having a parenting agreement, mm-hmm. stuff like that, mm-hmm. and setting those up. right Right? so we tried to answer probably ah I I would probably say at least a dozen of the most common questions that come up from people yeah and we said look we're not gonna have all the answers in this section for sure right but you know we're probably get we're probably we're probably uh, focusing in on about 50% of the burning questions that people have yeah and I found that that chapter alone really Again, that's the one of the chapters that kind of brings people down and mm-hmm. levels them out. Because mm-hmm. once they've got that information, just from that very small chapter, yeah. they feel more, they feel calmer. Okay, this isn't the end of the world. Right. Now I know how this is going to apply to me personally. Yeah. So that's what we were going with with the lawyers, and we also wanted to talk a little bit about the different types of processes that are in place. So that's that was a big question, a big thing we wanted to answer. Is many people the first question they have is they don't know where to start. Right. Yeah. So the lawyer section, the legal section, the mediation section really focuses in on the processes that are available in Canada. Yeah. And and you know, you start kind of like at the least confrontational, which is what we call a kitchen table, where you're basically just drafting the document yourself. You're yeah. saying, you know what, I want this, you want that. Let's just agree that this is what we want. Let's take it to a lawyer, we'll get a rubber stamp, and Bob's your uncle, we're done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's the first pillar or step in in the process if you can get there fantastic but then it goes to the next step where you maybe you're not getting along as well as you'd like to right maybe you need to bring in a professional like a mediator who acts as a referee yeah that's again that's the next level up where they try to help you find some middle ground yeah level up after that then you get into collaborative where well you've got your own lawyer the other partner's got their own lawyer now they're both negotiating neither lawyer is looking to be confrontational right they want to bring the conflict yeah. out yeah so they want to get along doesn't mean they don't advocate for the their their clients but they want to take the fight out of the room yeah right right great process yeah a little more expensive than mediation
3: because you've Th- got two lawyers now you got two lawyers yeah
2: you've got a CDFA you've yeah. got a therapist that's helping with communication yeah right? then you go to the next one which is litigation well you're litigating You got your own lawyer. Lawyers draw out their big broadswords and they go to battle for you, right? Yeah. Much, much, Usually, typically more costly. Yes. Right? That was another part of that that chapter Chapter, that we wanted to try to explain to people is you don't have to start on the litigation side if it's not needed. Yeah. You can start down here and work your way up the process. Yeah. So I thought that was a very good piece.
1: Oh, very much so. Yeah. Okay. Real (laughs) estate
2: real estate yeah
1: um and i mean you you talked to a few realtors right so
2: i love realtors you yeah, know i yeah. because it's the biggest asset you'll ever own yeah you know and again huge emotions around
1: absolutely
2: every so many people want to keep the house absolutely memories were made there yep yeah. Other people want to get rid of the house.
1: Yeah, because memories were memories made there. Memories were made there. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's just yeah. so
2: many moving parts to the family home. Yeah. And yet it's probably, like I said, the the, the most valuable and mm-hmm. valuable asset that anyone owns. Yeah. And then having to sell that asset and then find another one for yourself. Right. Becomes a huge challenge, right? Because it's Adam, there's Adam Mills, you know, yeah. again, he he uh, has a book of his own yeah. on, on separation and yeah. real estate, right? Yeah. And so I thought Adam's part in it and the other realtors that that helped um, create that chapter were brilliant because they're talking, they speak more to, you know, how do you you reset that real estate, you know, for each partner? Yeah. How do you, because a lot of people jump into it right away. Maybe they don't think, well, maybe I should just rent for a little while and reset. Agreed. So there, you know, like as much as Adam is in, is a real estate agent or broker that wants to that wants to see you buy a house or sell a house. He also wants to give you the right advice. So he he speaks to, you know, maybe take a breather, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: rent a property, Mm -hmm. find the the perfect location for you not not the not the the one. the, the one shot yeah. deal that just gets yeah. you through the, the yeah. process the divorce process yeah. find the ideal place that you don't have to keep flipping yeah. you know so he speaks to the emotional side of real estate yeah he also speaks to uh the costs involved yeah you know uh and 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 what you're what you're getting what value you're getting from the 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 amount that you're paying for the service of mm-hmm. selling real estate because it's not cheap yeah so you want to make sure that it's that you're getting the best bang for your buck so he speaks and and the other realtors speak to how do you increase the value of your house in a right. market right you know when you have to sell it yeah you know
3: yeah
2: um, and the best times of the year to sell it so he he's got. They, him and the other realtors have some brilliant advice on stuff like that
1: right? yeah yeah and you know and, and and sort of this is a segue into the mortgage section but um, you know from from my perspective as well it's it's interesting to see how many people hold on to that and, and I think we've discussed this before but a lot of women particularly yes um, really really hold on to it because it's the security that they know. Mm-hmm. Right. The home that they have is the security that they know yep. for their children, you know, primarily primarily,
2: yeah. and, and for themselves and
1: for themselves. Yep. Right? right. And that seems to be something that is hard to it's hard to get through to them sometimes. that it, You know what? There can be better starts elsewhere. Right. Absolutely. But yep. uh, yeah. Sure. So so yeah. So let's talk about the mortgage section. That is chapter well, that's, chapter. I, I think help. we have a little bit of a we got chapter one, two, three, four, five, five again so six on your little sheet here yeah so six is mortgages yeah let's talk about that
2: mortgages yeah and again you don't know what you don't know right so that one was a great chapter which i know somebody that helped contribute to it who would that be oh Oh, oh, it's my purple hair (laughs) that was a great shot
1: yeah well interesting (laughs) Yeah.
2: I think that section was huge, again, because it lends to, and again, it goes, first, figure out the real estate, right? Mm-hmm. Then when you know what you want from the real estate, now you, let's figure out how you're going to pay for it, mm-hmm. right? Because, yep. uh, and something that you always brought up that I thought was brilliant is the fact that people need a separation agreement mm-hmm. before they can get refinancing, because the lenders, mm-hmm. uh, they really won't talk to you until you've got that in place. Yeah, and you, and you brought up some great points about the fact that you know, it's a contract that basically shows who's going to pay and who's going to, who's going to owe something like support yeah. and who's going to receive it. Yeah. So how is the person that's refinancing, that's paying spousal support, how are they going to afford to do both? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Same thing for the person who's receiving it. How are they going to afford to make that mortgage payment Yeah. Um, if they're, if they're maybe not working? Right. Where's the, where's the income going to come from? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so. And you hammered down on that so many times about the fact that you, how many times you've received people coming, you've had people come to you that want to get a mortgage right away. Yes. So the urgency of signing that document. Yes. And yet they can't do it until they have that uh, the separation agreement in place.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And I mean, there are situations where we've been able to sign what's called a statutory declaration. Mm-hmm. Um, and that stat deck would say they um, will not be paying it. They may mm-hmm. be receiving it, but we're not. We don't need to use it. But right. it's a rare occasion. And you're right. So many people come in and they just they they need to get out of the family home and they don't want to move into an apartment. Right. They don't want to rent, so they want a place. But they don't have any separation agreement in yep. place, and it, it can be quite difficult, especially if there's children involved yep. or a matrimonial home. Absolutely. But, yeah. So. Another
2: thing. Another thing you you brought up quite a you bring up quite often is the waving of conditions <laughs> sometimes people get ahead of themselves and they're so fixated on closing that deal they're willing mm-hmm. to waive conditions mm-hmm. and i know that's your red flags i i literally see about 10 red flags go above your head like whenever somebody says that yeah so that we tried to put that into that chapter too yeah right is yeah. is if you're waiving all conditions you've uh, like legally you've bought that house right if anything falls apart around you yeah um uh, that's not the seller's problem. Right. It's your problem now. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right. Uh, estate planning. Interesting. Uh, in yeah. a divorce, right? Estate planning.
2: Yeah. I, I, I think we brought Connie in and a couple other lawyers. Uh, yeah. oh, Jim Jeffcott actually contributed to that one as well. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, we, we discussed, we discussed, you know, if something happens to you Right? Yeah. between now and the separation and then the post-separation, are you thinking about where your assets and mm-hmm. what your estate is going to look like mm-hmm. and who it's going to? Yeah. Because when you're married and um, you set up your estate, that's built on where your life is at that point in right. time. But many people will get through the, su- the separation process and the divorce process and then they forget to change all that stuff. Yes. So their ex-spouse is getting, you know, um, maybe a life insurance policy right. that they forgot they had. Yeah. You know, so changing beneficiaries is huge. Yeah. Um, um, and, and you know, the law affords certain things because, I mean, to, to people, because, I mean, it, it used to be, you know, like when you got married, it annulled any previous Right. That uh, doesn't happen uh, wills anymore. It yeah. doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Yeah. You know, you have to, you have to look at, um, uh, you know, like, are you going to reset that? Right. Right.
1: We talked about that with Connie Lamble not yeah. that long ago in the studio about how long between a divorce or a separation that certain laws apply and they've made changes to They've that. made
2: changes, yeah. And, yeah. It, and the laws always change. Right. So, right. So again you wanna you wanna be looking at your wills and your power of attorney and your estate if something happens to you. Yeah. And look at what are the current laws. Yeah. Uh, you know, around those things, right? And you want to, and you want to rewrite your wills, yeah, right? So, so that uh, that was a huge part uh, mm-hmm. point to mm-hmm. make for people, and maybe not the most urgent, right? But something to get through. It's got to be on the checklist,
1: right? And that's the thing about that is that you're right. I was just going to say it's not maybe the most urgent, but definitely something that people overlook a lot. Yeah, so they just don't think about it. What what that doesn't matter to me. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah. yeah life insurances and, and now, now in some separation agreements, life insurance policies are meant to be kept in place. Mm-hmm. Right. If you have for children support. for yeah. support, those yeah. types of things. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Chapter eight. This is like a little bit of a, who would have thought trades and insurance, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you interviewed quite a few different people. Um, and, and, and we're guests obviously on the show as well, but talk about that. Like yeah. what, why did, why was that chapter important in the book?
2: Um, you know, that was fun because yeah. that was, again, those were aha moments for, mm-hmm. for, for us, yeah. even interviewing people because, you know, we had Justin Rice that was in, uh, in the chapter that, oh, there he is. Yeah. So there's Justin Rice, uh, who's an insurance, uh, like an insurance salesman, yeah. uh, agent, but he, he works in a home and auto. Yeah. So you're thinking, okay, well, why, what, what does this have to do with anything? Right. right? Well, where it came, like where this came from is, is, Justin brought up some great points about the fact that when you're insuring a property, let's say you both go somewhere else and the marital home is sitting there vacant. Mm-hmm. That causes a problem for the insurance carrier. Yeah. You may not be covered yeah. if there's no one living in that, in that domicile. Right. Right. Yeah. And i Really? Oh yeah. my god, I never would have thought about that, right? Yeah. So he brought that point up. He also there's also if you're jointly on auto insurance, your partner, your car might be in your ex-partner's name. Yeah. And now you need to get a new insurance policy if you're going to transfer that vehicle over. Yeah. So you need to talk to somebody about how do you reset your life and and literally completely disengage your 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 ex-partner. Yeah. So there's the insurance side. Yeah. Um the other, uh, I think we talked about uh, Jamie Chepesky yeah. who owns Bent Ranch Garage. And I yeah. thought, okay, what, is a, what does a mechanic have to do with separation and divorce, right? Yeah. But then as we were talking to Jamie, many times the relationship with someone like a mechanic is with one partner. Yeah. And all you have to do is look at your own relationship. Right. And I know that, you know, Sylvia, my wife, she will go see Jamie, absolutely, right? But yeah. the relationship with Jamie came from my relationship with Jamie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, again, do you want to be going to the same mechanic
3: right that, that, perhaps, that your ex
2: is going to or right. that you might see or might you you know you might have to ask your your ex for the information for that person yeah right yeah so the trades and and mechanics was just a general idea but it's more about the relationships yeah. that each partner has mm-hmm. and how do you make sure that you have your own network of professionals that you're going to deal with mm-hmm. the mechanic the you know um the hair salon, I don't know, like, yeah, you know, like yeah, wherever yeah. you're going, yeah. you have to have your own connections.
1: Well, and even like Peter Moffat's in here, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, one of the things that jumps out is the honeydew list, right? Yes. So he was your honeydew guy, you know, yes. and, and, yeah. and he's since moved out of this area. Yep. But, uh, you know, those are things too, right? Yeah. Who do you hire to Do all those little things around the house if you don't know how to do them yourself. Fix the plumbing,
2: do an electrical, mm -hmm. replace a plug. Maybe one partner was doing all the maintenance on the house. Yeah. You have to have someone to lean on to say, okay, I need someone to come and paint a room or or fix a door. Yeah. You know, again... Have your own network. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Cha- <laughs> Chapter nine. <laughs> I love this one. Physical health and fitness.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cindy is awesome. <laughs> yeah. We had Cindy Little
2: and I think we had Rebecca Cronk too. I right? think
1: so too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, oh, and Carol Pillar.
2: Carol Pillar, Yeah. Just she from, she yeah. spoke about, uh, so Carol was talking, spoke about uh, good nutrition. Yeah. Uh, you know, and stress, when you're going through stressful times, people tend to lean on the comfort foods maybe too much sometimes. Uh, yes. <laughs> maybe they're going to, you know, uh, the easy foods, like the processed foods. Carol was great because she talked about gut health. Mm-hmm. She talked about, you know, like it all starts from your gut because mm-hmm. if you're stressed, your gut is impacted, your body is impacted. And if you can at least start with healthy nutrition mm-hmm. and keep your body running smoothly from that perspective, then the stress, it's not going to be a double whammy for your body. Yeah right yeah that lend uh, yeah there's carol yeah. and then obviously uh, rebecca cronk who runs a fitness studio mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. rebecca spoke a little bit about uh a physical fitness don't 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 get into that 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 cycle of of covering yourself in your blanket and pretending what was me you know like you're you know wallow around in that yeah rebecca spoke a lot about you know the, the benefits of uh of physical fitness yeah you know uh, the endorphins that are created in your body, and the positive mindset that it creates by saying, "You know, I have a purpose still. Mm-hmm. This might be happening here in this side of my life, mm-hmm. but I still have a purpose, and my yeah. purpose is to get up in the morning and run that five-kilometer run, or 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 set goals yep. that I can achieve to make myself feel better." Right? Sydney yeah. talked a little bit more about the uh, the the, the,
1: <laughs> the <love> mindset <laughs> of being
2: sexy, right, and desirable. Yeah, right?
1: exactly. <laughs>
2: I thought that was brilliant, right? Well, because yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, I think people go through a transition when they're going through separation and divorce, and uh, they don't feel like they're 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 wanted anymore. Mm-hmm. Sometimes some mm-hmm. people feel that way, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought Cindy brought up some great points about how to make your how, how to help yourself feel desirable again. Mm-hmm. Not 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 where you're putting yourself out there because you're just trying to fill. You know a whole yeah but you're 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 at peace with yourself mm-hmm. and you f- you know what your value is yeah and then saying okay if I know my value and what I bring to a relationship then I want to go out there and, and maybe look and see and find someone that 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 connects with those those values that I have. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so she was fun. She was talking about, you know, yeah. she had she gave the tips on being sexy. Yeah.
1: You know? I love it. Sexy <laughs> you, you breakfast love or something. I was <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. It was just great. it was really good. It was. Um, well, here, sexy is a state of mind. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. so because, you, you know, you think of someone being sexy, they have to be slender and da, 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 and then, you know, you see all these fuller bodied women or, or men that are mm-hmm. sexy, too. Right. And it's yep. all in your mind. Right. Yeah, and so. it's all
2: over social media.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, it's yeah. got a
2: completely different uh, a filter. Yeah. And you can't filter. You can't look at your life through the lens of social media. No. And I think that's one of the things that she brought it back to was like a baseline to say, you have to love yourself first.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Forget
2: about all this noise. Yeah. But you got to love yourself first. Yeah, So absolutely. she was really good at that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and our last <laughs> chapter, personal and emotional goals.
2: Yeah. Um, so that last one was really important to me. I think we brought in. Uh, I think Pamela was involved in that chapter. Um, I think uh, we've got
1: Zelina oh, and Vicky. It, sorry,
2: it was Zelina. Sorry, Zelina and Vicky. Vicky yeah. Right. So um, so Vicky speaks to. She's coach. Yeah. She she is a a life coach and yeah. predominantly towards female. Yes. Um, uh, individuals. Yeah. Um, so Vicky was great because she spoke a lot about the inner voice. Hmm. The small critical voice in the back of your head Mm -hmm. that that uh, holds you back and so her role is to help coach people not only during divorce but more so after divorce Mm -hmm. I know she said she focuses a lot on the uh, on the the the, the outcome so you're now on the other side of divorce maybe you're not there right now but you can visualize it. And that vision, vision is so important, right? Mm-hmm. Because it helps you see where you're going. Like it's, I always say to people, you can't hit a dartboard in a dark room mm-hmm. or you're very, like, it's just luck, right? Yeah. So coaching helps you visualize your goals yeah. and find a path to get there and baby step your way to success, yeah. right? So that's where um, uh, uh, Vicky uh, was role is in, is important in the in the separation process? But then Zelina yeah. has a different type of coaching style because she coaches people when it comes to separation. Mm-hmm. So through the divorce, through the divorce, yeah. to get to that finish line. Yeah. And I thought her her role as a divorce coach, which is still relatively new here in Canada, Very, yeah. was brilliant because again, it all deals with goals and and planning. Yeah. And 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 kind of. Refocusing what is really important. Yeah. Stop thinking about trying to get back at the other part at your ex partner. Stop thinking about the emotions of 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 trying to um, have the children a hundred percent of the time just because. Yeah. And start thinking about what is important to you in this process. What is it you want to come through it with mm-hmm. to get to the other side? Yeah. So uh, kind of like a, a helping hand to say. Let's, st- let's focus on this. Forget about this for now. Yeah. Let's just focus on this. Yeah. Get you to this side. So that's what her role was. So yeah. I think those two coaching roles were mm-hmm. so important. Mm-hmm. One post-divorce yep. and the other one in, in, this, in the divorce, yeah. right? Yeah, because uh, yeah, that's kind of like the finish line. It is, right? yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. and that was the finish of the book. <laughs> that is <laughs> a, uh, it's, it's a great book. And, and if there's one thing you could tell somebody to say, go and read this book, what, what would it be? Like
2: if I was if I was to ask somebody
1: Yeah, like why why they should read it? Yeah.
2: Like why? Well, again, it goes back to the first comments we made at the beginning of the show, which was you don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. right? I think I think if I had to give a reason why people should read that book is because it's chocked full, full to the brim. It's overflowing with small nuggets. It's mm-hmm. not big, huge you know, amounts of data that you have to consume, mm-hmm. it's small little micro nuggets of information mm-hmm. that you, you don't necessarily have to digest in one shot. Right. You can read a, a chapter, put it down yeah. and then come back to it two weeks later. And it's not like, oh, where was I? Right. You know, yeah. it's like, no, you're on chapter two. Chapter two is about, yeah. you know, CDFAs. Yeah. So you don't have to sit there and it's not like a story where you have to remember everything that you just did. It's right at your fingertips. Flip mm. back to the two pages. That's where it is. Right. So I think it's concise. And that was the point. It's simple. It, it speaks to people on any level. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's really what we were trying to achieve when, when we put it together is, is build something that doesn't overwhelm. Helps people get to the other side as quickly and efficiently as
1: possible. So, how do we find your book?
2: So, um, you can find it actually on Amazon. We, we, we published it through Amazon. It was one of the simple ways to do it in publishing these days. Yeah. So, we put it on Amazon. There's a link, I believe, on the cleanbreak, mycleanbreak.ca website. There's it there. And if you search for it on Amazon, uh, you, you would just type in uh, done with this divorce book and it literally pops up with a link okay. uh, I believe it's in the $20 range for the yeah. hardcover yeah you can get the um, the ebook for I believe it's less than six um, uh, for sure and so it's very it's affordable right yeah. um, and it's actually I was I, I'm very happy to say that it's very it's quite popular too um, when we first launched in the first three months we hit like number nine in Canada for divorce and separation and uh, um, partner breakdown, like relationship breakdown. Uh, It's since settled somewhere around 40, right? And that's, I think, probably a lot of it has to do with um, activity around it, right? People talking about it and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So I would love people's feedback. I Mm -hmm. mean, I think that's the one um, thing I desire most from the release of this content in the book was the intention was to help, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It was never uh, something where we're trying to make oodles of money. Right. You know, yeah. it was always about how if we can just help yeah. a few hundred people, you know, yeah. get to the other side and if we can help connect them with the professionals in this book. And maybe they're not in the same region. Maybe somebody in BC is reading this and yeah. you know, they want they can still reach out to all the people in the book. Yeah. And ask a question because everyone in there has the same mindset as you and I Tina, which yeah. is share it, share your knowledge to everyone. Yeah. And and they will they will Uh, be in a better place and indirectly we will be in a better place because we help people. Yeah. So that's it. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: Done with this book written by Darren Javog, released in 2022. So if you uh, are going through a separation or divorce, or know someone who is going through a separation and divorce, this is a great resource. And as always, you can always reach out to us through mycleanbreak.ca. Mm-hmm. Um, Darren Javog is a certified divorce financial analyst and uh, is a- always been about giving away your knowledge. And uh, that has been a philosophy that you've you've lived and you still continue to live. And so um, if you would like to get a copy, go to Amazon. And uh, or find more information out on our website as well. So thank you, Darren, for joining. Thank
2: you for having me me on the show, Tina. On the
1: show. (laughs) Yeah, a little awkward. So I don't really know what Darren says. Like I hear him every time we we are here. But uh, thank you for joining us. And if you uh, want any more information about what we've talked about today or any of our other shows or would like to listen to any of our shows, you can go to our website at mycleanbreak.ca and find out more information. So we will see you on the other side of the mic.
0: You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on life transitions. You can find more topics like today's and other great advice from life transition professionals at mycleanbreak.ca, where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. mycleanbreak.ca has clear and simple advice from trusted local professionals to help you get to the other side of any transition.